Hi friend, this is Georgian Banoff and I want to welcome you to my podcast The Cost of Freedom. In today's podcast, Georgian sits down with his very good friend Chris Gore from New Zealand. We believe that you will be greatly encouraged and your faith will be stirred by what they have to say. Listen in as they share from their faith journey. So, uh, obviously you are known uh, passionate about healing. I mean, as far as I know you, you always want to heal everybody. You believe for healing and you started... That's Jesus as our role model, he did. That's right. Everyone and that came to him. Not one was not healed that came to him. Not no, one. That's right. A few that were in his hometown, that, like, they're, they're like looking at him like, hey, you old boy, like from, yeah, you grew up with me, that kind of thing, but they didn't see him as a savior. Yeah, but it's interesting though, Georgian, the scripture actually says there that he couldn't heal many in Nazareth except where he laid hands on them. Oh, okay. So I can't help but wonder whether laying on of hands was a secondary anointing. Mm. His primary anointing was oneness with the Father, union. <sighs> so he just healed people because he showed up. Right. And because of their unbelief. So a corporate, I would say a corporate atmosphere of unbelief can affect a corporate atmosphere in a meeting. But mm. a, corporate, a corporate atmosphere shouldn't affect our personal Anointing. That's good. Hey, we're yeah. teaching now. We're, we're <laughs> just gonna hang out, but get ready because we got some teaching going. Of course, you you you're, you 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 live in that. You're you're like a uh, one of those deep divers. They just live in there, you know. And uh, so the, you're great inspiration, you know. For I remember you saying first you had a faith for for you to to be healed, then to heal somebody, and then you had a faith for a team that they will do it, and then you have faith for everybody, yeah. all believers. It's It's been a journey, you know, and if yeah. you know my journey, I mean, I actually went into healing. I was just talking to a pastor today about this. I, I went into healing not for anybody else. I went into healing because I needed healing in my family, and gotcha. I, I wanted to see healing. I didn't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. But in that journey of the pursuit of healing for my daughter, mm-hmm. it was in that place that God really captured my heart and realized this is actually for people. Mm. Yeah, this is for God's people. God wants people healed. Yeah. And uh, that's where it became more about others. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, I had a great few years of just ministering to people and healing people. And now it's, it's not that I don't do that. Now it's about, hey, we all get to participate. Right. Every one of us gets to heal. Every one of us gets to minister and pray for the sick. It should be, I live with this conviction, Georgian, that it should be the normal expression of the life of a believer to have answered prayers. Come on. The normal expression of the life of a believer. Come on. And uh, that's what I live with. And I really yeah. out to equip the body that answered prayers should be that normal expression that when you pray for someone, they should be healed. Healed. And I hope you guys are hearing because this is really hidden home because it is for everyone and he is just a prophet saying that from the Lord for you. You can flow in the same beautiful anointing of healing people around you as Jesus did because Christ is in us, right? Because Christ is in us. We're union with the Father, right? We're one with the Father like Jesus Mm -hmm. says in John 15, 16, 17, Mm -hmm. I'm in the Father and the Father is in me and I'm in you. So we're union with the Father. 
And if we're at union with the Father, then we have the nature of the Father inside of us, which is the healer. And we yeah. should be healing people wherever we go. Yeah. And peace or like Prince Shalom, right? He's a Prince of Peace. So yeah. uh, I was talking to somebody who was like stressed out um, and it was affecting his heart. And I'm going, um, can you pray for my heart? Of course, I'll pray for your heart. But let's just, let's just rebuke that spirit of stress and that nagging, you know? Yeah. And, uh, anyways, we, well, that that word that word shalom, mm-hmm. it's or well, the word peace is an English word, but the ancient Hebrew word is shalom, which means peace in English. And that word shalom in ancient Hebrew means spirit that destroys chaos. Wow, I think I remember you saying that, but I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. The the spirit that destroys chaos, destroy or the chaos. spirit that destroys false authority. So ah. what's what's false authority? Sickness. Uh, yeah. There's false authority in a body. And Jesus himself, you know, we can only give away what we know we have. Jesus says in John 14, 27, he says, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Mm. We can actually only give away what we know we have. Right. And when you recognize that you have the Prince of Peace inside you, like that spirit of peace or that shalom of heaven, Mm. You can put your hand on someone and see chaos in their life destroyed. Wow. This is uh, powerful. I, I, I honestly heard thorough uh, teachings on peace and shalom, wholeness, and healing, of course, and provision. But I never heard. This is an aggressive peace. It's peace. I think a lot of people misunderstand peace because they think peace means sitting by the campfire. Peace. Peace, yeah. bro. You know, peace. feet up. You know, peace, yeah. peace. You know. It's like peace is actually militant. Oh my gosh, that's are you guys hearing this? Because this is this is pretty intense, and and I think you're releasing somebody. I mean, I think that something's happening. You, somebody out there needs it right now. I can feel it. Go for it, and yeah, I mean, it's it's oh, go. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to guys connect with this. this yeah, awesome. if you know, if you if you if you recognize in your life that. You, you've got you've got a lack of that. You've got some chaos going on inside you. Mm. I tell you, is that you actually fear is not your friend. Wow! Right, and it's time we divorce fear and recognize oh. that you're actually married to the Prince of Peace. Come on, and the Prince of Peace lives inside you. And it's just time. I went after this on uh, Sunday, but it's time that as a body is that we actually divorce fear. Oh, like fear has become so many of our friends and we wonder why our health is disturbed and our health Mm. is messed up. Mm -hmm. If, if we can be, if we can be, uh, if they, if, if they, they can be whoever you want. I'm not making this political. If they can make you fearful, they can manipulate you Mm. and then they can control you. And we wonder why we're so messed up. Mm. It's like, let's not do fear. Fear's not my friend. Yeah. I'm not partnering with it. We need to be as bold as a lion. Not partnering with it. We're just stopping that. But we issue it a divorce paper, divorce. <laughs> it's exactly what I said on Sunday night. Really? I said we're going to file for divorce tonight against Ooh. the spirit of fear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. serve them. For, I just wrote that in a book I'm writing right now called oh. Positioned, and I wrote it in there. Like in, in the closing prayer of the chapter, I'm like, Lord, we we file divorce papers against the spirit of fear tonight. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I can feel it. It's, it's coming. It's, it's yeah. coming. And you know, uh, I had tremendous experience with God as a father, not right away as a believer. So it took ten years 
until finally God got me to, okay, let's talk to you and I like son and fathers, because I didn't have a dad, natural. Anyway, so when I went through that and ex- ex- embraced him and took place, all of a sudden I felt he squeezed out every fear out of me, the fear of being orphaned and this and that. Squeeze, I know the moment I became like a vacuum of fear, zero fear, and all I feel is love, which is kind of the opposite, fear and the love, you know, like that. Yeah. Right? And 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 then, since then, it's not like fear and never try to come back. You try, but I know what's it like to have absence. I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, let, let me add this on, and I think that this is important. This is an important aspect because, you know, sometimes when we think about fear, we, we think about like, well, no, I just don't do fear or no fear. You know, we used to have those shirts, no fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like them because fear is real. Right. Fear is always at the door and it's always knocking. Do you not think I have fear at my door? Fear is always there. But, but the, it's about what we decide to do with it. Mm, I see. Right? So fear is there. Fear's always knocking. The enemy wants to destroy you. There's no question about that. But what happens is it knocks, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, fear's here. Yeah. And you just engaged in fear. Right. But Psalm 23, it says, in the presence of my enemies, he prepares a table before me. Mm-hmm. Right? So when, oh, so when fear comes and you hear the knock at the door, you know this. It's a divine invitation from God to come and feast from his table. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we as a body is like, we're so used to like fighting. It's like the enemy wants to draw you into a fight. That's so good. Right? And if he draws you into a fight, you know who's going to get worn out first? We are. Exactly. Right? We're the ones that are going to get, we are the ones that are going to get worn out. But when it says he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies, next time you hear the knock, 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 it's like, oh, it's just you. <laughs> I'm going to have a feast. I love right. it. Maybe we'd actually do better if we actually put our swords down and picked up our forks. Oh, I like that. And we actually ate from the table of the Lord because it's an wow. invitation. Mm-hmm. Like we need to learn how to, maybe, maybe, just perhaps, feasting is actually the ultimate spiritual warfare. Wow. Food fight. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, but it's it's kind of true. I I, I love that Psalm yeah. twenty. Yeah, um, my my um, yeah, exactly. The Lord has talk, spoke spoke to me multiple times since the initial experience of of like I take fear out from within. I needed that because now I know that fear is all around me and pressing one you know wants to uh, yeah. come and eat me or you know destroy me. But but I know. There's inside me is the no fear God, like Shalom, Prince of Shalom, right? And so, exactly, and he connect, yeah, connects well, it's, with me. It's, it's got to be, it's greater and greater as he that's in you exactly. than he's in the world. And the internal reality mm-hmm. has to be the greater, greater than the external reality. Right. Right. If the internal reality is not greater than the external reality, you never shift an atmosphere around you. Yeah, and the external than, than what's around us. And it's like, so I, I just, yeah. fear's real. I just don't do it. Yeah. And and if I could go another step that the Lord showed me, is like um, he actually knocked on my door, the Lord, initially. I mean, fear's always been in and out. But he knocked on my door 
And somehow through loving Jesus people, somehow I opened the door. It was like big, like I was atheist and communist and all that. But somehow the door came, you know. And what he says, I come to come and eat. I come for fellowship, right? So what, what you're saying, I'm, I'm putting in was my it, world. Was it tender lamb? <laughs> Absolutely, he's the lamb, so he's offering, eat my flesh, right? It's lamb, of course, tender lamb, suckling lamb, baby lamb. But the table that we see visually, but also actually in my, I've seen it inside me. I'm fellowshipping with the Lord. And like you said, don't, don't, you know, because he's in front of the enemy. He purposefully built the, temp, the table with the presence of enemy around, but our fellowship with him, our food, and it's more than food, of course, but our fellowship is much stronger and much more delicious and yeah. and much more inviting and like forget the enemy, stop looking at him, just let's fellowship. That's huge. Okay. I know people are getting this. This is a good one. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Most most Christians are so exhausted. <laughs> they're so exhausted because they're fighting a battle that was never meant for them. Yeah. Yeah. You we know, don't, the, they're shadow boxing with the enemy. Exactly. And they're wondering why they're so worn out. And it's like yeah. people say, are oh, you just denying the enemy? I, I'm not denying the enemy. I just deny his influence. Exactly. No, I love that. <laughs> and we're not fighting with pitchforks. And here the devil's got pitchforks. We got pitchforks and we're fighting. No, we're forks. fighting with dinner forks. forks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just you. I'm going to have another piece of lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's eating aggressively, like like you said, peace that is aggressive, he goes out to release the authority of God. It's, yep. It's and militant. Same, uh, militant. That's, no. I, I love it. And I, I believe in this time that we're in this very tense situation in the U.S. and it's not going to get any less tense in the sense that um, dark, dark forces want to take our children, our innocence, not just the mm. economy and destroy it, but they're going after the innocence, innocent, beautiful children. They're going after converting them, boys to girls. It's insane, in insanity. But it takes that kind of aggressive invasion to our life uh, to uh, to get us up and to protect and to yeah. We need we. There's no, I don't know that there's ever been a time in my life where we really need to know. Prince of Peace. Uh, we have some chaos going on in wow. our nations. Come on. And that Prince of Peace needs to go Both forward. nations. Oh, my nation's just Bulgaria, bad. New Zealand. New Zealand's just here, bad. And, you it's know, just, yeah. And we need the Prince of Peace. We need to know who the Prince of Peace mm-hmm. is, is that we can release that spirit of peace mm-hmm. wherever we go. Exactly. That we can bring some chaos into order. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because the spirit of insanity has taken over. Yeah. No, I, I totally... It's, it's engaging, it's mobilizing right now. Every believer, we started with every believer could experience the healing power for others through you. But now we're talking about every believer distributing the peace that that's aggressive. Yeah. And the, con- the, the thing is, Georgian, is, is that, you know, I, I, I want to see this uh, worldwide movement of healing. Mm-hmm. Right? I really want to see... Mm-hmm. I'm hastened to call it revival, right? Because right, that right, conjures right. up many connotations in people of long meetings or whatever, you know? Right, right. So I want to see this movement of healing. Yes. But the only way that we're truly going to see that movement of healing is that it stop being a pulpit ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean stop. I mean, of course, there will always be a pulpit ministry. Sure. 
but it needs to be a saint ministry. Ah, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Like we've reduced it to just in the church. Right. Right? And it needs to be a saint ministry that we all rise up, recognize not just who we are, mm-hmm. but whose we are. Yeah. Because when we recognize who we are and whose we are, like the spirit that lives in me is no different to the spirit that lives in you. Mm-hmm. The same Prince of Peace that lives in me is no different to the spirit that lives in the person that's that's watching, the stay-home mum, the Absolutely. student, the Absolutely. you know, the, the the worker, the businessman, the you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've got that same spirit that lives inside us that, mm-hmm. that we have the ability to actually bring reformation to our countries. Oh, Absolutely, hundred percent. But it takes everyone. It, it's not a. It takes everyone. Me or this preacher, that. But it yeah. takes. It's every not about the elite. It's not about a pulpit ministry, or it's not just about the pastor or the apostle. It's the like we've or the evangelists. It's like we've all got to do it. We've exactly. all got to understand who we are and whose we are, yeah. and release that spirit of peace wherever we go. We'll see this. We'll see our nations oh, transformed completely. And I'm even right now thinking about global. The population of Christianity is is, is huge, you know. Uh, in the states alone, as close to two hundred million people are saying that we believe in God, and that we believe in Christ. Like you know, those we are Christian. Now they may not be, you know, go to church and that kind of Christian, but they believe in Jesus Christ. Two hundred million. That's two hundred million is 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 currently, you know, and it's in Google. It's not like. You know, some poll somewhere, but it's it's announced in Google. If you Google it now, so it's a little bit more than a, a little bit more than a half, like majority, maybe fifty five percent, maybe sixty something like that. Yeah. Uh, so just that's huge. But then globally, it's 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 also huge. Like between Protestants being about one billion, uh, generally speaking, Catholics a little more than that. Now, maybe Protestants 900 million, but it's close to a million. So between the Protestant and Catholic, we have like over 2 billion. So imagine every one of those, or even half of those, imagine the 1 billion. 1 billion of us believers to just reach out and pray for someone and see God do a healing. Imagine yeah. the magnitude. That's what you're talking about. Dude, we could take this. We could take our nation by dinner time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, maybe, like you said, not revival necessarily, a reformation like Luther, Martin Luther, but just, just really releasing the healing just a, from someone. A movement, and it's and it's the, it's the, you know I could go through this model places in Scripture, but it's not our repentance that brings the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. Wow. And we need to be a movement of actually understanding how good our Father is. Oh, that's so good. I, um, I, you know, who he is to you, he'll be through you. Mm, yeah, exactly. And we are not mm-hmm. going to become what he thinks of us. Mm-hmm. We're going to become what we think he thinks of us. Oh, come on. So what do you think he thinks of you? Yeah. Because until, like, we need a reformation of just mm-hmm. the goodness of God, of understanding how good a father, our Father is. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether you grew in a Christian home or not, it, but yeah, relatively New Zealand is more Christian at the time. And now I'm not sure, but <laughs> I grew up as a hardcore secular country, like communism. And communism has crushed every religion, everything. So growing up, I... I didn't know anything about God. So when I became born again, and all of a sudden, they teach me, you have the mind of Christ. Now, I also had the memory 
of the communist mind, all these two, 22, three years of oppression and doctrination and bewitchment. Uh, and yet I have now a new mind connecting with the Lord, with the mind of Christ. So it took me a while to, to begin to he- focus on hearing the mind of Christ because the word helped me. Reading the word, you connect with his mind. And, but it's a spirit. Everyone has it. Yes, we had the old memory, of course. We have to kind of, hey, chill. But yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? You're talking about how connected everyone could be that is born again with the, with, the, with the mind of Christ, with the will of Christ. It's amazing. Yeah, we have the mind of Christ. Oh, wow. And that means we can hear the thoughts. You know, it doesn't say, that verse doesn't actually say, I have the mind of Christ. It says, we have the mind of Christ. Exactly. So it's a corporate privilege. Yeah. The corporate privilege, yeah, yeah. So this is like we at the temple. It's not like just one. Although individually, some Bible says individual and corporately. So it's kind of a both because I'm saved individually, but we're we're community. Totally, a hundred percent. And you can't do one without the other. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but there's that uh, my personal obligation daily to take a moment to still myself, listen to the mind of Christ, then get together with you hang out. Yeah. The Lord's talking right now. He's talking. I hope you're listening because the Lord is talking. I mean, hear him. I hear him talking. You're like a prophet, man. I, I feel that. So, um, so what's the, uh, the immediate goal like in the next five years for Chris? Well, five and years. Liz, your wife, well, together. you know, we've only, we've just launched, uh, we've just launched over there. We took four months off. Okay. And uh, then the Lord spoke after four months and told us what to do. And he said, I want you to release the healers. Mm. And I said, God, but I don't really know any healers here. I don't really know anyone that walks in power. And he said, he gave me two names. He said, write to them and told them you want to meet with them. And have them invite anybody that's as hungry as they are. Mm. So I wrote to two of them. Okay. And one never replied. Okay. So- the other one replied. And he sent that email on to some other friends. Okay. And suddenly I've had 2,000 people email me. Wow. So there's an immense amount of hunger. When you say 2,000, mean New Zealander, Australians? Just or? New Zealand. Wow. That's amazing. Just New Zealand of 2,000 people representing. Wow. So we put on our first event on the 6th of August. We had 450 people come with 100 on a wait list representing 290 different churches from almost every denomination. From New Zealand? From just New Zealand. Guys, this yeah. is intense. So good. Yeah. Keep so, going. So we just we feel very cool to, like, uh, I, I live north of Auckland. Auckland's the largest city in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It's not the capital, but it's the largest. And I feel very cool to, like, every healing conference that's ever been or, um, you know, healing school or whatever. It's always in Auckland. Mm. And it can be two or three days. And it it ends up, um, I don't say this in a nasty way, but it ends up being really kind of for the elite, you know, because if you're going to come for three days, you've got to take three days off work. You've got to fly. You've got to stay in a hotel. You've got to, you know, restaurant food, you know. And suddenly suddenly that three-day adventure turns into a three-day expensive experience. So the Lord spoke to us about putting on uh, one-day healing schools in the, in, in different, in the smaller cities mm-hmm. where we can really actually reach the saints. Mm-hmm. And not about whether you can afford it or not, it's about reaching the saints. So we're not making this thing about money, we're making it about the saints. 
Okay. So I, I we I'd never turn anybody down. If anyone wanted to come, they couldn't afford it. That it's like I'm I'm turning everything back into I don't even take a I don't even take a salary or any money from the registration. Not interested because if I have to take money from the registration to support myself, then the registration goes up, and that just discounts a bunch of people that can't gotcha. come. Yeah. So we're not touching it, and we're just we're out there to really equip. Like equip the saints to see like the saints uh, facilitate and participate in getting Jesus everything he paid for. I like that. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Instagram. What What is your, how do we find it on Instagram? Uh, my, my Instagram is Chris S. Gore. So C-H-R-I-S-S-G-O-R-E. Chris Gore, okay. Yeah, Good so with S. two S's. Two S's yeah. in the middle. That's for Very saint, good. saint, right? Yeah. Chris Saint I, Gore, <laughs> no, huh? for Chris Saint Gore. Yeah, uh, it's Chris Shane Gore. <laughs> yeah, Chris. What's your, yes, what's your middle Gore. name? Shane. Okay, yeah. Shane. Yeah. Saint's good. Saint middle name. Saint works. Right? Yeah, we all middle names Saint. Yeah. Yeah, Saint Georgian. Yeah, Saint Georgian. <laughs> and the last name is Christ. Saint. You know, <laughs> Christ is the quick Christ Christians. We're part of his family. We're married to him, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Married and and he's daddy and. Hey, here's here's a thought. Have you ever thought of this one? This one will mess you up. Okay. Did you know that you're the bride of your father's son? Wait, you are, you're you now you're confusing me because English is is my second language. Explain. You're you're the bride, bride, of your father's your father's son. Son, that's right. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I had to hear it twice because yeah. my English gets in the way. It's all right. It's not just your English. It gets in the way of most people. No, I get it. I'm constantly yeah. in my book, A Joy, I did. I, I, I would love to give you a copy. I know you carry so many things, so many things you can carry home, but I can love to give you a I copy. can fit a book in okay. from you. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll write it down. But I have a whole chapter. Yeah, if you sign it for me. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> but I, I uh, there's this whole... I mean, the two themes are bridegroom, which is my wife's uh, bride. To my, to my wife's big uh, deal is being a bride. Union with Christ, bridal union, everything. Like for me, is a sonship with God as my dad. Yes, he's my my bridegroom too. But I relate to his fatherhood, you know. And so it took me a while to even receive the fact that he's a father, and that took ten years. But then, yeah. uh, and until. I mean, it takes a while to say, okay, father, okay, eventually I got that. Okay, he's my father, he's Abba. Uh, but keep going. I've come to a place where he's my daddy. That's, it took a while, intense to say daddy. Yeah. Papa, daddy. Yeah. Wow, and I, I, I also, Georgina, I, I don't like to call him God. And I think that it seems like very impersonal. Mm. We call him God. And it's like, you know, a lot of people know him as God, but it feels like it's very like, the mystical somewhere out there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, mm. I think there's only three, I think it's three times, I might be wrong, but there's only three times in the Bible where the original Aramaic was not translated out of Aramaic and it's in the Bible as Aramaic as Abba Father. Mm. It's yeah. the most endearing thing. Endearing. That we can call the Father as Abba Father. It's like mm. Daddy, Daddy God. Daddy, you know, daddy father or whatever yeah, you yeah. want to put it it's like yeah you know and it's so i don't like to call him god i love to call him father or you know or, or, or daddy but you know you're touching on a nerve because you know how many people 
have a bad connotation of that, you know. And yeah. that me one of them. But I know people are listening and I'd, I'd, I'd love for us to minister to some because it's a huge thing it, it, to be, but it's, it's, it's massive, difficult sometimes, painful for some to call well, God daddy. Oh, we're, the word daddy is We're, we're living in a, in, a, in, a, in a dadless generation. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're living in this dadless generation or this father genera- fatherless generation. Mm. And, and I know that it can be painful, but the issue is, is that we associate our heavenly father by the nature of our biological father. Mm. And they're completely different. Like if you think that the heavenly father is something like your biological father, even if you've got a good biological father, you're mistaken. Mm. He's, yes. the, he's actually the kindest guy I've ever met. He's actually a really, really good father that only gives us good gifts. Mm, mm. You know that the the father, the, our, our heavenly father, he can love you more in a split second than what I what I could in an entire lifetime. Wow! Mm. And if we actually began to like, like I said to you, it's like earlier, it's like you you're not going to become what the father thinks of you. You're going to become what you think the Father thinks of you. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we, I speak to myself here, I speak to us, is that we, we cannot afford to have a thought in our head mm. that he doesn't have in his head towards us. Mm. And he doesn't have a bad thought in his head towards you. Mm. And we see that this, with the story of the prodigal son where this, the prodigal son comes back and he says, uh, um, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Mm. See, the the boy comes home to the father with all of his condemnation. Yeah. See, the father doesn't add his mm. because I'm not worthy, and we think that that's um, humility. Mm. Oh Lord, I'm just I'm not worthy. It's actually false humility, which is mm. pride. Yes. Right, because when he says, "Father, I'm not worthy," mm-hmm. what does the father respond with? Nothing, because he completely ignores him. Why? Because that's not what the father thinks about the son. Mm. I can't afford to have a thought in my head that he doesn't have in his head. God doesn't think I'm unworthy. So if I say I'm unworthy, he's like, eh, I'm not listening to that. Wow. And he turns to the son and he says, bring out the robe, bring out the sandals, bring out the ring. Mm. Right? Why? Because there's a calling out. The father always wants to call us into that place of of identity, of always reminding us who we are, even in our messes. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's the heart of the father is, hey, let me just remind you who you are. You're still my son. You're still my son. He doesn't come with that voice of condemnation to say, mm-hmm. you know, we come and say, oh, father, I messed up. And he's like, you're just a dirty little rotter, aren't you? Yeah. That, that's not the heart of the father. But many of us have experienced the heart of the father in that context. It's mm-hmm. like, the voice of condemnation that yeah. adds to our condemnation. Mm-hmm. And we wonder why we don't want to see the Father and we wonder why we have an identity crisis. We have an identity crisis because we've been listening to the wrong voice. We need to be listening to Daddy God, mm. a Father God of what He's got to say. He doesn't have a bad thing to say about anybody. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. Yeah, I, I, let's stay a little longer on this. This is I feel like this pouring honey and and oil and wine kind of thing, healing on someone with daddy issues. Yeah. Know? And uh, and so I think 
uh, I'm overwhelmed. In fact, he, when you were saying that he had, he had this, he ran away, of course, you know, maybe the older brother did. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. It doesn't quite say that. But I have a feeling that it was some of the siblings stuff that who do you think you are and, and, and finally he says I'm fed up give me my money I'm out of here nevertheless but um, the when he you probably read that I, I studied that when he fell on his neck right the father fell on his neck yeah the active uh, affection yeah the, the word fell is the same word as you, Acts 4 Acts 10 the Holy Spirit fell on hmm. the place same identical Falling, you know, and you know, we all you know, experience God. Mm-hmm. And, and Romans five says, the the shed God the shed abroad, his his God share his love. His, his the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the giving of the Spirit. So I'm putting it together. So the falling of the affection of the Holy Spirit, wow, and the Father hugging and kissing, smothering practically on his neck. It's like the display of his love, his fatherly love. Well, it absolutely is. And the word where he says he kissed him, uh-huh. if you actually look at the root word of that, the root word of kiss, okay. it's not. Yeah. It's actually he kissed him clean. Ooh. He kissed the pig poop right off him. Wow. It was like one long kiss. Like he kissed the boy clean. And it also says when he ran, that word ran, Yes. Before fell, ran and fell on his neck. Yes. He ran. It actually means he outran. Outran. So what do you think he outran? What's, uh, what's the law say? Oh. The law says in Deuteronomy 18, if a son sins, he needs to be taken to the gates of the city and shower with stones. Yes. So what did he outran? The leaders of the city would shower him with stones. Whoa. So what did he outrun? I never thought about he that. He outran the leaders of the city wow. because the father doesn't want to shower you with stones. He wants to shower you with kisses. Wow. Now think about this. How, how do you outrun something when you've when you got a long gown on? Because this is a Jewish man. Right. He would have had to pull his gown up. Now Jewish people don't show their legs because that's bringing shame upon themselves. Elders especially. Elders. Yeah. And, and so what we have is we have the father mm-hmm. pulling his gown up to reveal his legs to take shame that we wouldn't need to be shamed. There's mm-hmm. Jesus right there. Right. Mm-hmm. He took his shame. He took our shame upon him that we wouldn't need to be shamed. Mm-hmm. And he outran, outruns yeah. the leaders of the city. Wow. Fell on them like the Holy Spirit and kissed him clean. Oh, man, I feel bad. That's good. <laughs> that is so good. Are you getting this? I, I feel like somebody's saying, yes, I'm getting this. And and I think we could even just impart our experience with the Lord. Not that we you got experience for yourself, but that uh, I know when he, he embraced me as a, as a son after I was not even seeking him. I was communist, no God, of course, seeking rock and roll. But he sought me and he, he, he deposited faith opened my heart. I mean, it was supernatural for me. And and then the first thing he began to show me is friendship. Yeah. Love, love, loving friendship. And he brought me through David's experience and Abram's experience and Moses. They were all friends, you know, friends of God. And it's like, that was the first thing that I experienced, you know. And then the father then the sonship, right? Yeah. But I feel like there's some right now people who are 
really hurting in, in that area. First, you start with peace. There's a lot of peaceless situation, worry situation. Yeah. But then also to the root of it is having a relationship with a father who uh, is, is actively after you. He's actively, he's actively pursuing us. Mm. And even when we've turned our back on him, he never turns his back on you. Wow. I mean, the scripture says that he's looking mm. for the son. Yes. And he saw him a long way off. Mm. And the, the father is like, how do I put this? I, I don't think that the father is often in a hurry. But he accept when he wants his kids back. Because he ran to the son. Exactly, exactly. And I don't think he's often in a hurry except when he wants to fill his kids because he came into the room like a mighty rushing wind. Exactly. Yeah, but but like you said, it, Jesus says, "Wait, you know." So like their preparatory, their in, in in the case of prodigal was like, until you find it sick of eating pig's foot and not even having enough of that, you know, because there's something about yeah. that 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 we need to like. I I was sickened by what I saw in rock and roll world in Hollywood and Vine and all this. I'm going, that's not what I really want. I thought I wanted because I was, you know dreaming about that but and i was sickened yeah really i was i was like that's not worth giving my life for this you know in bulgaria we were kind of fighting empty in it we were fighting communism with rock and roll kind of here there's nothing to fight like just do your own thing and pleasure says it's not worth i need something to fight for. to fight for really to die for to give myself it's i mean you know we're made for every human is made you know, some for children, others for whatever, but not Hollywood, not rock and roll, and and the Lord really, um, anyways. But I really feel like that some people are are just drinking right now, just drinking it up, <laughs> not drinking, but drinking it up. They're they're saying, so would you mind like releasing some of that wine yeah. and the healing? Because comes it comes healing. Yeah, why don't you just uh, you know if you uh, just close your eyes with us. And just just put your head back, and and I, I really encourage you to just ask the Father, ask the Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. what do you think of me? And if you're getting thoughts flashing your head, like you know, oh, you're you're ugly, you're fat, you know, that's just not the Father. Right. That's not the voice of the Father. It's always yeah. going to be an, an an affirming of how much He loves you. He loves you too much for you to stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. And so just ask him now, Father, what do you think of me? What do you think of me? And when you hear that voice, you'll hear that voice come. It'll be, it'll be, you know, it can become as quiet and come loud. It's like, I only need to put my head back. What do you think of me? What do you think of me? And just begin to receive that affirmation of the Father, of, of how much the Father loves you, that he's, he's not wild at you. He's wild about you. He doesn't have a bad thought in his head towards you. He's not distant from you. You might be distant from him, but he's not distant from you. He's always wooing you. He's wooing you to come back. He's always looking for his sons and his daughters because he wants to woo them with his love. He's not the controlling father. Wow. He's not a controlling father. Like You realize if he was a controlling father, he would never let the son go. No, 
exactly. He, he let the son go because you can't be controlling and loving. You're going to be yeah. one or the other. And he's this loving father. He doesn't control us. No. And if I can add in this, in my situation, he released me from the controllers, the communists, but then he didn't start, start controlling me right away or anything. No. He waited for me to come to the end of, what do you want? You want Hollywood? Okay. And so he was patient. Like he says, patiently came, yeah. waited until I come to the pig's food, so to speak. Yeah, and he, he he's so he's so control. he's so loving. Yes, he he didn't he didn't he, like he didn't come as a part of a prison exchange program. Mm. He he didn't come to take us out of the prison of darkness to transfer us to the prison of light so he can control us. Wow, yeah. He took us out of the prison of darkness to set us free. I, I got really good news. Do you know what? He's not your parole officer. He's not waiting for you just to do something wrong so he can put you back in the prison of darkness mm -hmm. and control you. He's not your parole officer. He's your father. Wow. Mm. He's Abba, father. Out of the prison into his house. Out of the prison into the palace. Palace. <laughs> prison into the palace, which is his, his home, his house. And family, there's such a family in there. Yeah. You know, family. It's huge, a community, right? Yeah. Um, and you're going to form, a, you're in the process of forming a community of healing spirits. Yeah, we're just forming a community of, of people that want to see healing. Exactly. And uh, But, you know, it's, we haven't even really been teaching a lot of healing right now. We're just teaching freedom. Mm. Freedom from the law. Love to roast the law a little. I know, you always did. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> love to roast the law a little bit, and yeah. now I'll rephrase that. I love to roast the law a lot. Yeah, no, I, every time roast the law, bring freedom mm -hmm. because it's you know it's it's I'm more interested in, in getting people set free because it's he, he he didn't come to set us free so we can heal the sick. Gotcha. It's not what the Bible says in Galatians five one. Galatians five one says he set us free for freedom's sake. Mm. It's free people that make the best healers. Amen. So if I can, if we can just really begin to set people free. Exactly. Right? We're going to see a mighty army. I believe we're going to see the, the mightiest army of militant peacemakers. Wow. They're going to destroy the works of the devil. That's quite a vision right there, a mission statement. I'm going after the nation. Yeah. I am really going after the nation. It's like… Wow. This, our nation needs to be turned around. We've become a very humanistic nation. Mm. My country, I'm talking about, We've yeah, become yeah. very humanistic, and I'm, I'm, an, I'm bent on turning this thing around. Awesome. Yeah. Shake it up. Shake it up. I've been to your nation multiple times, and Wellington is the capital, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a pastor named Seth. Seth Fawcett. Fawcett. Fawcett, yes. Yeah, it's just at his church. He's no longer pastoring the church. He's more of an apostolic father. Yeah. And uh, the new pastor's called uh, Paul Sanders. And I was just at their church um, um, three weeks ago. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. He's so In lower hut. Drunk with the spirit. He'd be his. the drunkest person I've ever met. Yes, alive. <laughs> alive. And, and, uh, He'd be drunker than any drunk I've ever met on alcohol. Oh, I mean, absolutely. the guy is just like, he's got to have people hold him up by his by his belt on his trousers when he preaches, like two big island boys, yeah. one on each side holding him up because his legs just go like spaghetti. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And he took his, 
in one of the visits of his church, he took us to downtown and where, well, um, where Smith Wigglesworth mm-hmm. was doing his crusade. And yeah, he was there in 1922, 1926. 1922. He says outside on the streets were even more miracles than, I mean, it's amazing, the, the, the anointing. And it's 100 years since Wigglesworth was there. And I, I'm after this thing, it's 100 years, and I love Wigglesworth. Love Wigglesworth. 22? 1922. Oh, so mm-hmm. this year was 100 years. Yes, 100 years. Wow. But five denominations were birthed out of Wigglesworth. Wow. In New Zealand. Elam, Assemblies of God. Uh, I, I can't remember the other three off the top of my head, but there were five denominations. Church all, of God. Uh, I think one of the Church of Christ was, I think. Church, okay. Um, the five denominations yeah, were yeah. born out of, birthed out of Wigglesworth's visit in 1922. And I, I love Wigglesworth. And I, I want to see, I, I actually believe, this is not in a derogatory way towards Wigglesworth, but I actually believe we're going to see something greater than Wigglesworth. Come on, absolutely. Because, I love, don't hear this wrong, Wigglesworth's not my role model, Jesus is. Exactly. No, Everyone that came to Jesus got healed. Absolutely. And where his body. Yes. And he never lost his head when he died. He wasn't decapitated. <laughs> That's right. He's his head's still head. connected to the yeah. body. Yeah, and where is body? Although religion wants to, yeah, you know, but that, we don't care about those religious teachers no, of the law, do we? No, we no, roast. That's them. exactly what you, <laughs> what you do when you roast the law. You actually roast the lawyers, the, those same bewitchers that yeah. bewitched the Galatian people. Yeah, who bewitched you, Galatian believers? Yeah. Uh, but we believe in for this power of the unbewitchment, unbewitchment. And Apostle Paul was a dad, not just a preacher and church founder or church planter, but he was a dad, thankfully. Yeah. So they trusted him. There was still deep, and the bewitchment was unbewitched, I believe. Yeah. So thank you so much. It's well, a good book, that Galatians, isn't it? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I teach it uh, to our year two school, and we have three years. By so year. let me ask you a question. Okay. If you're only allowed to have three books of the Bible, what three would you take? Romans, Galatians, and a thought between John and First John, kind of like either the Gospel of John or the, the Epistle of John, something like that, but something with John. That All right. Yeah, two of those are mine. Really? Yeah, Hebrews, Galatians. Oh, Hebrews. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, no, what did you Romans, say? Romans, Galatians, Ro- 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 yeah, Romans, Galatians, Galatians. and Hebrews. Ah, okay. Would be the three I think I'd take. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Hebrews, yeah. I'm beginning to study deeper than, and study, but deeper than, amazing book. It was a hard choice because there's some great, you know, like I love the book of Mark. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's yeah. some really, it's just hypothetical. If you could only take three, it'd yeah, be like exactly. It'd be it's a tough, tough choice. Yeah. Um, we, as we close, any closing thought, anything we can pray for you, anything that we can stay connected with you? I'd love to stay connected. I mean, you can connect on my Instagram. Okay. Um, my Facebook is the same. It's Chris S. Chris Gore. Chris S. Gore. Yeah, it's uh, my Facebook. I am I am on Twitter. Don't bother looking for me, right? I, so I only use it to follow political interests. Okay. I don't put anything. I haven't posted on Twitter for many years. I only use it as a research tool. Okay. And uh, so Facebook, Instagram, uh, yeah. Chris S. Gore, they're both the same. Both. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, stay connected, and uh, let's let's just take this like stay stay connected and stay in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not talking peace, bro. I'm talking yeah. about stay in peace. Take stay peace. in peace. Stay in that militant style of peace, and just remember, fear is not your friend. Let's not partner with fear. Let's mm. partner with the Prince of Peace, mm. and uh, let's just go and destroy the works of the enemy. And uh, peace to you. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't know if this is a, uh, exactly if this is live or not, but this is election night. And, yeah, it's and, a podcast. Yeah, peace, peace. If you haven't voted, get out and vote. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, get out and vote and stay yeah. in stay in peace, regardless yeah. of what happens. I'm believing for great yeah. results tonight, but stay in peace. Amen. It, don't don't let don't be manipulated. Yeah, I mean, I I firmly believe that we'll win the majority of of. I don't want to say God-fearing necessarily people, but at least the values of God people, leaders in the House and in the Senate will be a majority. Yeah. I really feel it, like the Lord says, you know how he, he David David asks the Lord, shall I go against him? Will you help me beat him? I love that. And God goes, yeah, I'll, I'll help you beat him. Go, go at it. So I feel like we're going to beat these dark forces of invasion. However, yeah. That is the beginning of a very long, amazing, glorious uh, fight. Not struggle, but fight for righteousness to be implemented in a nation in so many ways, especially in schools, yeah. in every way. But, and I, and as, uh, you know, I don't know that it would be right of me to tell you who to vote for, but let me say this. I'm very impolitically, I'm not politically correct. Vote for righteousness and exactly. vote for the babies. Amen. Amen. Because babies are God's idea. God's idea. Both unborn and born, we yep. need to protect them. Yeah, we need to. Be, so. We need to really begin to start praying for the born. Yeah, exactly. Babies of what I hear is happening in Pennsylvania or wanting to happen in Pennsylvania. It's like pray for the born babies, amen, and pray for the unborn babies who are saved. The babies because they're God's idea. I I, I, I talked a woman out of an abortion just a couple of weeks ago, oh, and she promised me that she's going to send me a photo of the baby. Oh, come on. I'm like, she. I, I know that she can't keep it, and she knows she can't keep it. And I'm like, there are so many people that are that are love to come alongside you and, and look after that yes. child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been awesome. Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to I looking forward to my next trip to New Zealand to I am too. to join your healing army. Come and see my healing army. Exactly. I'll put something on for you. Exactly. And staying connected with that. It's a vision too. Love you. Love you too. Bless you guys. Mm. Bless you guys. Hey, thank you for listening to my podcast. I trust our discussion today was helpful and encouraging to you. If you have any questions or comments, you can send me your email at gb at globalcelebration.com. I'd love to hear from you. And may the freedom that Christ pays such a high price for you to have be yours today. This is the Cost of Freedom podcast. I'm Georgian Banoff, and I can't wait to see you next week.